Hey guys, it's Kayla. Welcome back to the Mothering Together with ADHD podcast. Last week, I had the most mortifying moment as a mom, and I just, I need to share it because it was, it seemed like innocent enough, and yet I have been thinking about it since last week. So my, one of my kids has a regular appointment, and I end up waiting in the waiting room, and I am typically a little bit harried on that day. I have not figured out my system yet. And I think that's a great thing to point out to you is that I'm not coming from a place of like perfection and like perfect motherhood. I'm coming from a place of someone who also has ADHD. And so, yeah, my kids are sometimes, well, you'll see. So (laughs) I get to this place and I walk in with my boys and one of the moms who's super nice, really friendly, it was like, hey, did you guys just get up? Did you just wake up? (laughs) My kids had been up for hours. And I was like, in my head, like, oh my God, do they really look that messy that someone's going to ask if they just rolled out of bed, like they have bedhead, whatever. And it really reminds me of like the struggle we have sometimes as folks with ADHD with transition. And I know that you and me, maybe if you're listening when this is coming out, we're all at this like, transition-y point between seasons, between summer and the start of school perhaps. So I thought today was a great time to chat about transition. Hey there, it's Kayla, your coffee-loving, cat-snuggling host. Welcome to a place where you're not just a listener, but a dear, dear friend. This is Mothering Together with ADHD, where we laugh, we learn about our brains, and we embrace the beautiful chaos of our everyday lives. I'm here to share stories to inspire and to let you know that you're seen, valued, and even sitting in that messy middle, you are amazing just the way you are. So grab your cold brew, settle in, and let's embark on this journey of motherhood together. Okay, friends, if you listen regularly, then you know that I am tweaking the intro and it's a little bit different today. And I even switched up the name. It's no longer Mothering Together. Now it's Mothering Together with ADHD. I'm just sort of tweaking and trying some things out. Who knows? It might shift a little bit more as we continue to grow. I am just so happy with like the experience of getting to do this and I'm trying out some new stuff. So today's episode actually is going to have a listener uh, letter. It's actually not a listener because I haven't asked for this yet and I wanted to give an example before we like dive in and have real listeners write in letters. I would love to get a letter from you but I started with chat GPD. (laughs) Chat, chat, chat GPT. I started with chat GPT because I was like, I want to give an example of the type of letter I'm looking for before I ask people to write me letters and then like have to write back and say I can't use it. So this is the kind of letter we're going to use and hopefully I can get some letters from you to just sort of share with the listeners and to get us all on the same page. I'm really excited about it. If you take away one thing from today's episode or you get distracted and you get pulled away by kids or whatever happens. I know, I get it. Um, The one thing I want you to take away is this concept of the buffer or buffer time. And it's something that I really haven't used very much uh, until recently. And I think it's something that other people do use a lot. And so it is basically between tasks, giving yourself space 
to finish one task and start another task. And even, even between starting and finishing something, like a little extra time to like give that some space. And like your brain has like a moment to like, well, in our case, maybe get distracted, which is probably why I haven't done this. But at the same time, having that space decreases that stress that a lot of us feel when we're like da 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 we do one thing after the next after the next and sometimes it's not one after the other it's like 10 at the same time so building in buffer time that's the thing i want you to really take away today but first let's do let's let's read the letter from chat gpt that someday will be a letter from you all right, so today we have a really cool letter from our ChatGPT listener. If you would like to write me a letter and get my take on some of your ADHD stay-at-home mom stuff, then send me an email. My email is motheringtogetherpodcast at gmail.com. And I named my ChatGPT person Sam. So here is Sam's letter. Hey, Kayla. Hope you're doing awesome. I am a stay-at-home mom with two super active toddlers, and guess what? We all have ADHD in our little circus. Your podcast seriously rocks. Thanks, ChatGPT. It's like you're in our heads or something. So here's the deal. Our day is a roller coaster of transitions from sunrise to bedtime. Getting the munchkins and myself smoothly from one thing to the next feels like chasing squirrels. I've tried visuals and timers, but we still hit snags. You know the feeling, right? I do. I'd love your take on managing these crazy transitions. How can I switch gears without feeling like a deer in headlights? Any tips to keep my cool when chaos hits? I know you've got nuggets of wisdom to share. Thanks for being the voice in my earbuds. Can't wait for more insights. Sam. Okay, first of all, ChatGPT, what is this world we live in? But I do, I definitely have some insights. So my first nugget of wisdom, I feel like in response to this letter, which obviously it's very common, right? For all of us to feel like we are a deer in headlights, like we are overwhelmed. And I think there's a couple of things at play with that. I think there's a lot of overwhelm in motherhood just as is. And I also think that when you have ADHD and also what lots of folks are now calling a neurospicy family, right? When we have a family that has maybe more intensity of in some way, then it can be a lot. And I really believe in what is like such a common image now of the, when you're on a plane and the oxygen masks come down that you put yours on first before you can help someone else. I, I truly believe that that's important and taking care of you is critical and, and, and also it's like um, leaning into being the matriarch of the family, right? So you need to make sure that your your role as the matriarch, I don't know that you believe in matriarchy, but like leaning into that and say, I am, I need my energy to be good so that these little kiddos will like fall in line. Um, so taking care of yourself and that is such a critical thing. And when you are a matriarch with ADHD, maybe that's the new name of my podcast. But anyway, when you're a matriarch with ADHD, you have to take care of you in a very different way than it would look for Sally down the road. So basically, maybe you set an extra timer, like you're already doing timers, but you set an extra timer to give yourself like your own transition warning of like, okay, we need to leave in 30 minutes. The kids need to be ready to go in 15. I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes to like get myself ready. 
and then I'll have five minutes to get the kids ready and yada, yada, yada. And the kids can keep doing whatever thing they're doing. And then you are ready for the transition and then they're ready for the transition. And like when you take care of you first, that helps to like get those dominoes to fall more easily. Like instead of you trying to do your thing and their thing at the same time, if that makes any sense. Another thing I like to think about is like, do you need to build in breaks for yourself? So there is this rampant issue in mothering right now of perfectionism. And I listened to someone and it's like a coping skill for us folks with ADHD. Like we have perfectionism because we've messed up so much that we just have to feel, have to get things perfect, at least uh, perceptually to other people. We have to kind of look perfect. Um, even if things are falling apart below the surface, like that can be a, a coping mechanism that we use. But do you need to build in breaks for yourself? Probably. One of my new favorite breaks that I take is I pour myself a glass of water and I'm lucky enough to have a window above my sink. And so I feel my feet. I'm, and obviously you always feel your feet, but I notice my body feeling my feet and I drink my cold, cold water and I look out the window and I don't stop drinking my water until it's gone. And I stare out the window and I try and find movement in nature. And I try and like get my brain connected to nature and my feet connected to the ground. And it's like this grounding, lovely moment. So if you need a break, that's a really good one to take. It's very simple. Make sure you're checking in on and caring for yourself. And obviously your kids are going to need support too. You already mentioned that you're using visuals and you're using timers. And I would say just make sure you're using them well, right? Like refer to the the timer refer to the visuals when the when they're not needed talk about them in advance do some pre-teaching um all of that is great and i think that's a really great strategy but if it's not working for you then maybe try something different and then oh this is a great one think about flow i really love to think about flow and letting things flow in the best way possible and kind of learning the nature of your kids So I'll give you an example. The other day, my kiddo was like super struggling and not wanting to transition. And I, I don't know why this worked that day and probably wouldn't have worked a different day, but I just sort of got the sense for him. And I said, Hey, it seems like you're having a hard time leaving the house. How can I help? And he was like, Oh, I just would rather bring a different stuffed animal on the trip than the one I have right now. And I was like, yeah, you can do that. And then he got up and he left the house. And it's like this crazy thing of like, if, if I had just said, get in the car, it's time to get in the car, then like that would have taken forever. But instead I stopped and I asked a question and I got curious. And I think that helped to help our day flow and our, and was the easiest thing. And that worked for my kiddo, you know, your kiddo best. So, and I know some people hate the word kiddo. I don't care. I'm sorry. I go either way, but anyway, and I think it's great to just kind of figure out in that one instance, kind of get a bird's eye view of what's happening and like be a fly on your own wall and say, if, if I had this perspective, what is the way that this could flow best? And then follow that route. That's a very, that's a very weird thing to describe. I hope it makes sense. If you have any questions about how to do that, just reach out 
and I will try and explain it better. All right, so that wraps up the advice I have. If you found any of that interesting, I really hope you'll reach out and maybe ask me some more questions or chat with me more. I love to hear from people. I'm not super active on Facebook right now, and I'm, I'll be honest, I am leaning towards stopping having a group and just sort of having an email conversation with folks who reach out. I'm very disconnected from social media right now, and I don't really care to join back in. It's not something that's serving me mentally, and so that's kind of where I'm at with that i will like post i have a new i have a new update but it's it's very last minute and it might be something i'm stopping soon but my businessy friends will probably tell me no you have to keep going so we'll see we'll see what i do but for right now email is probably the best way to get in touch with me and i would love to hear from you because i know like i can see how many people listen but i don't get to chat with people who are listening. And I really just am so curious about your perspective. Um, If you are someone who has ADHD and you're a stay-at-home mom, this is totally a rant, sorry. But if you are, I have a questionnaire that I'm like dying to get people to listen to. So if you are a stay-at-home mom and you have ADHD and you like my podcast, then send me an email and I will send you like a Google um, form for you to fill out to give me feedback so that this podcast can become your like favorite podcast. That is my goal. Okay. Let's talk about transitions. Let's transition to talking more about transitions. So I kind of have two questions and then we're going to wrap up for the day because it's already been 13 minutes and that's kind of a lengthy podcast for me. So (laughs) why are transitions so hard for us and how can we best support ourselves? Those are my two things. Like why Why is it hard? Why for an ADHD brain, is it tricky? And then how can I support myself? So one, why is it hard? So big changes or transitions like going to school or whatever can just sort of throw a wrench in our things we have already set up to support us. And one of the biggest transitions and one of the main times when women right now are being diagnosed with ADHD, a huge transition is having a baby, right? Your, your entire life shifts. When I had a baby, I like all of my supports just shifted and I didn't have them anymore. And so your coping strategies shift on a smaller level, starting a school year will do that to you. You will not have the same supports that you had during the summer to help you get kids fed, clothed, etc. So that is a big shift for us. And it's, it's all, you know, it's related to your executive functioning. There's planning involved. There's like starting, initiating organization, all this stuff. There's tons of new information that you have to organize and it's a big shift. So it's hard for our brains. Our coping skills are interrupted and shifted and it's a lot for us. Okay. How can we support ourselves? So there's three things I'm going to say. There's a setup, like setting your life up for success. There's tools you can use. And then there's sort of some mind work that you could do. So the setup, this is something I do for vacation, but a buffer day. So we've talked about buffer time between activities, but a buffer day is like amazing. I read someone on a group 
not an ADHD group, I don't think, was like, oh, I set myself up so that on Mondays I don't have any activities and that's like mom's weekend. So mom, like the kids go to school and mom can have her like one weekend day because we all know that weekends aren't super relaxing when you're a parent, right? So giving yourself that day of buffer before you dive into all the homemaking and all the cleaning and all the making tons of food, that's kind of a great idea. I I, I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to share it because I thought it was cool. Okay, and then another thing to think about for setting up is plan tomorrow today. So this is from a book called Organize Tomorrow Today. And so you think about tomorrow, today, and you come up with like three must-do things. So you think about, okay, what do I have to do tomorrow to make my life better? And I have a cousin who is just way more organized than me and she um, keeps like a running to-do list and the way she does her top three things is she just sorts it like she has her running to-do list but she moves the most important things to do tomorrow to the top so those first three things she has adjusted to be her most important things and then the rest of it is bonus so think about think about that now, some tools. Lists are important. I have been anti-to-do list for like a hot second. Um, Krista Ralph came on the podcast. She is like the queen of to-do lists. If you want a really great way to do a to-do list, go back and listen to that episode. I will link it in the show notes. So when your podcast player, just like scroll down and you'll see hopefully a hyperlink. Not all podcast apps are created equal, but that's the goal. Use your calendar, preferably use a calendar you can share with whomever needs to see it. I know for whatever reason, some partners are not up to sharing their calendar and I just feel like that's a little unfair. I think everyone should share a family calendar just so everyone's on the same page. Sometimes I put in like the craziness that is my life just so my husband husband will look at it and say, Should we have pizza tonight? And I'll say, yes. Anyway, so those are the tools. The setup was the buffer day, planning tomorrow today. And then the tools are lists and calendars. It's the basics. And if you can put it not on your phone, that might be better because your phone might suck you in. The last two are a frame of mind thing. So first you have to find structure and lots of us like i can feel like my back hurts when i say structure however structure helps us to thrive so setting up structure is really hard it takes a lot of doing a lot of time so get accountability to do that and then but create that structure create those rhythms next week we are going to be talking about rhythms so come back next week and we'll talk about structure Um, the second frame of mind switch is moving slower. So again, adding those buffer times, but also allowing yourself to say no to kind of pushing back on the busyness culture that we live in. Okay. I kind of flew through those, but I feel like you got a lot of content today about transitions and I really hope it helps you. We talked all about 
Sam and her imaginary children and how to set yourself up for better transitions by taking care of yourself and then also about how to set yourself up for a really good kind of fall transition with school starting. And next week I already mentioned, but we are going to be chatting all about the morning rhythm in particular and how to tweak it to make it feel good to you and to make it meet your needs for this very moment in your life, not future you, not past you, but this moment in your life, what feels good. Okay. If you liked the question and answer thing, I would love to hear from you. So again, my email is motheringtogetherpodcast at gmail.com and send me a question and I would love to answer it on the podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much for listening. I just have to say I appreciate every single listener and I do get to watch my numbers and I have to say at this point, if I was in a room for my regular listeners, I would be like bright red and shaking and instead I get to be in my home office and kind of just pretending I'm talking to my best friend. So I really appreciate you listening and I can't wait to chat with you again next week.